Well, welcome to the Empower Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. I am so excited for Empower Conference coming up soon. And uh, I feel like I remember when I used to used to run long distance when I was a kid, when I was in school and stuff. Just that anticipation before you do something. Who ever competed in anything? And uh, but this is not a competition. This I'm, you know, what I'm excited about is the encounter. That's what I'm excited about. I'm actually uh, some stirring inside of my heart for what God is going to do at Empower Conference. And God wants to speak to your life. He wants to He wants to do a work in your heart and mind and encounter you over these two nights. And uh, it's such a great opportunity. I want to encourage you. Hey. Pencil that into your diary. Put it in there. Come, be a part of it. There's full kids programs each night happening. And uh, we just want to make it available. And it's free. It's free. It's all free. And uh, we get these uh, amazing world-class speakers coming in, speaking a word for this season now. And I know Vicki Simpson has got a prophetic word. I believe she's got a prophetic word for the church. And uh, God spoke to me last October and said, book in Vicky, book in Vicky. And I was like, Lord, what about the borders? He said, don't worry about the borders. Just book her in. You know, let's do this. And that, that we're going with faith, amen, and believing God that he's going to move over this conference. But as Pastor Nick said, we're, we're continuing our journey uh, called We Are Empower. And uh, this has really been our vision series here at Empower Church. And, uh, you know, our vision is really simple. You've seen it on the screen a couple of times this morning. It's influence people to Jesus and transform cities for the kingdom of God. And the simplicity of this is that it's the gospel of salvation, is that everything we're doing is, is reaching and influencing people to Jesus Christ. It's the gospel of the kingdom that we're here to transform the world, the city, communities around us. I mean, you know, God's in the business of transformation. He wants to move in our world, move in our city around us. And so that is what we're here to do as churches. Now, if you're new today as our guest, we have another location in Innisfail in North Queensland, an amazing pumping church up there. And, um, but we're in this together to see our communities, our cities reach for Jesus. And uh, what we've been doing over the Empower, We Are Empower series is we've been diving into our four mission statements uh, that really undergird our vision. And uh, they are really a journey of discipleship, and they flow from one to the other. And these are know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And they are, they are really steps of discipleship. And, uh, and so it is really taken from Luke 4, 18 and 19, a scripture that God gave me over 12 years ago, uh, that we would build the church upon and it says this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And our four statements of mission actually come from these passages of Scripture. And uh, last week we spoke about know God. That's kind of the first step is to encounter God, to know God. We're all on a journey of knowing God, and we're helping others know God. So God is doing a work in us and through us at the same time. And today what I want to dive into is finding freedom and discovering purpose. Those two steps together. And when it, when it says finding freedom, it said, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives. How many of you know God wants us to be free? He wants us to be free. He who the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. So God wants us to be free. 
But the truth is we all have a past. We all have a story to our lives. We've got things that we're working through in our lives. Maybe we work through or the things even now, even in this congregation or online today, that you may be working through right now. But God, it's a promise. He wants us to be free. He wants to heal the brokenness and mend it to wholeness. He wants to take those who've been captive to something like addiction or, or the past or issues like that. And He wants us to know liberty in Him. And God has us on a journey of freedom. How many know that God can free us instantly? That's the power of God. He can move in our lives and He can do a quick work in our lives. But most often than not, God often takes us on a journey of freedom. He takes us on a journey where He does a work in our lives over time. Here's the beautiful thing. God will never give up on you. He will never, ever give up on you. You know why I know that? Because Ephesians 1.6 says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So it's a promise. God's saying, I'm not giving up on you. The only thing that stops the work of God in our lives and the move of God in our lives is us. We're the only ones who can back out of the deal, so to speak. It's us. But God's saying, I'm committed as long as you are. I'll keep moving as long as you keep staying with me and moving on this process. And so when we see that knowing God is really the encounter with God and helping others encounter God, then what always must follow encounter is community. See, as much as God can do a work in us individually, and He does, and He continues to do that, Christianity is not a solo act. It's not a, it's not a you know, solo kind of thing in life. Even though there is a work that God does individually, Christianity is about community. It really is. And God does His best work in us together. We go on a journey together. We, 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 we grow together. We're discipled together on that journey. And that's why I love that finding freedom is also a part of us taking steps to saying, God, I'm finding freedom in community together. There are steps that we take together that God does a work in and through our lives on the journey together. And one of the great keys I find is this, is that it's Jesus that really brings us together, isn't it? See, in Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, it speaks about the fact that Jesus is the head of the church and that we are the body. We come together, we have different gifts, we have different things that we bring to the table, but He is the one that brings us together. That's why we can have multiple generations together in the same environment and on mission together. We can have, we can have different ethnic groups coming together. We can have different thoughts and ideologies coming together. Why? Because we're coming under the banner and the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He's the one who unites us. We don't unite without Him. We only unite because of Him. And so He's the one who brings us together. That's why church is so important. That's why us coming together, because it's actually modeling to the world that this can be done. In a world that is, is broken because of sin, searching for answers, searching for life, there's so many polarizing things, even right now in our society, that are trying to push people apart. It's really Jesus that brings us together. He unites us under His name and all that He has done. He unites us because of what He has won in the victory of the cross. See, it's the cross and what Jesus did at the cross and His resurrection that really we can be united back into our relationship with God. It's the cross that brought us back into reconciliation with God again. It's the cross that did it. 
So, so through Christ and the cross, we are reconciled vertically in our relationship with God. And that is beautiful, and God desires that relationship with us. But it's also the cross that reconciles our horizontal relationships with each other as well. It's the cross that does it. It's what Christ has done. So not only did God want to heal what was broken in our relationship with Him, He wants to heal what's broken in our relationship with each other. Because oftentimes when there's hurt in life, there's often people involved. Most often than not, you can trigger things back to a person being involved or people being involved. Someone dealing with addiction in their lives, oftentimes you can trace it back, maybe even to childhood, was person involved in that process. See, so God wants to reconcile what was hurt and broken to be mended. And it's Christ and the cross that does this. He reconciles our relationship with God, our relationship with each other. We're talking about freedom. We're speaking about wholeness. But God wants us to know that wholeness, not just on our own. See, Christianity isn't just me and God. I'm going to do this deal on my own with God. That's not what it's about. It's like 50% of the whole deal. Okay, the rest is doing it with people. It's going on the journey with people. And see, I love the fact that even in the life of Empower, one of the great tangible ways that we help this process, not the only way, but a way we help this process is through life groups. Life groups are a way we get to be in deeper community together, gospel-centered community together, and do a life and a journey of walking alongside other people. And see, I love the epistles are filtered, and what Christ said, it's, it's all filtered into this thing that we need to love one another. We need to serve one another, bear with one another. And here's the, here's the clincher, forgive one another. Forgive. To go on a journey of doing life with someone else who has a very, very different personality to me. Sometimes people can tick you off with the stuff they do. All right? But the answer isn't, I'm just going to totally disengage and be a hermit. That's not the answer. No, I'm going to find a way to love you. I'm going to find a way to see the God in you. See the goodness in you. And try and draw that out of your life. Because here's the deal. We all have things we may work through with other people. But remember, there's someone else out there that's trying to work through something about us. Oh. Well, you, you, you can't go there. You, no, 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 no. I, I remember a man of God used to say to me, he said, all the world is weird except for me and thee. And even thee is a little weird sometimes. All right. And so we're, we're all on a journey. We've all got things we're working through in our lives. And, and you might be thinking, oh, man, I've done that stuff before. I've tried that stuff before. Community, life groups, all that stuff. You know, and you might have a bit of a story when it comes to that. But I want to tell you today, sometimes the reason to disengage from community is often I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt again. Sometimes there's people that make these really fundamental statements in their lives where they say, I will never let that happen again. I'm never going to do that again. It's like these final statements in their lives. But I want to tell you today, sometimes when we say never, we miss out. And yes, we may not get hurt, but we also may not get the help that we need in our lives. And so often we have to push past 
our own past, our own stuff, our memories, to go, God, if there is blessing on the other side, if there's grace on the other side, if there's fruit on the other side of engaging community again, then God help me to do it. There's grace for it. There's grace to do it. If we're prepared to take that step to, to go on this journey with others. See, the thing I love about, about life groups and doing community together is the fact that at real time, at the same time, I'm watching somebody else that I'm getting to know, that I'm becoming a friend with, really get a miracle in their life, get healing in their life, see a blessing happen in their life. You know, when they go through a trial or a challenge or a struggle in their life, I'm there to pray for them. But here's the beautiful thing, is that they're, they're there for me as well. They're speaking into my life. They're helping me on the journey of discipleship, development in my life at the same time as I am with them. See, Jesus modeled this very, very well. See, I love the fact that he took 12 kind of ragtag guys, you know. You know, in professional sports, there's a thing called the draft, okay, mainly in American sports, but it is in the AFL. But there's a thing called the draft where you get, you get picked, okay, to come and join a team, all right? In the NBA, I'm a fan of the NBA, is that you either go on the first round pick or a second round pick, but then there's, then there's to go and make it if you're undrafted, if you're undrafted. Now, I want to tell you, the disciples that were around Jesus, they were the undrafted dudes, they didn't get picked first or second. They were undrafted. But Jesus saw the greatness in them. He saw the greatness in them that others had overlooked. He saw the gold in them. And he brought them around himself. And I love the model that Jesus showed us is he actually built a life group with these guys. He went on a journey of discipleship with these guys where he invested into their lives and where they were not only getting invested into, but they were investing into each other. They were building relationship with each other. And even after Jesus ascended to heaven, after his death and resurrection, we see the model even played out. When the Holy Spirit fell, the early church was birthed and born. We see in Acts 20.20 20, that they continued to meet in the synagogue weekly and at, over periods of days. They would meet together as the, the wider church community and they would meet from house to house. Here we have church life together and life groups. They, they modeled this. They continued to model what Jesus showed. See, I think Jesus knew a thing or two about helping disciple people, all right? Helping people on the journey of growth, helping people on the journey of moving through their past and moving to a place of healing and wholeness in their lives. Will we ever get completely whole on this side of eternity? I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll always be on that journey until Jesus comes back for us, Amen. I know there's, there's beauty, there's power, there's life on the other side with Christ and eternity. But on this side, we're going to continually be on a journey in our lives of walking with other people, of walking that journey. And the beauty of this is that this is what we model to the world around us. This is what we show to a world that is polarized and, and, and factionized and, and in so many different ways. And what Christ is trying to show through us now in 2021, that we can actually unite and come together under the name of Jesus Christ and actually get on with each other and forgive one another and bear with one another and work together. We're not always going to be perfect. We're not always going to get it right. But I tell you now, what is on the other side of that choice and that heart and that engagement is beautiful fruit. It's fruitfulness. 
fruit, it's people saved, it's lives changed, it's our own lives blessed. Because as I'm investing into somebody else, and God is doing a work in me at the same time. God's not going to do it without other people around us. He wants to do that on a journey together. So I want to encourage us all today. If you aren't already involved in a life group, there's a place for you here. There's a place for you in the life of Empower Church. There's a life group just for you. And as Pastor Nick shared this morning, uh, through our Connect card, you can just fill that out online or grab it at the Connect station and take your next step. And uh, there's, a, there's a life group that we would love to help you get connected to. Start that journey. Hey, I don't know what the past was like for you. I don't know if there's a story of maybe life groups in the past for you. But I want to encourage you, why not take a leap of faith again? Why not try again? Why not go again? If you've never done it before in your life and you're new to Christianity, take a leap of faith even now to try something new that you've not done before, that there's a place for you here. Amen? The second thing is discover purpose. Recovery of sight to the blind. Now, when Jesus said this statement, He meant the physical healing of blindness to sight. He did mean that, but it also has a spiritual meaning of our eyes opening up and awakening to the call of God over our lives. I look over this whole congregation, and I'm speaking to people online joining us today, is that you have a call of God on your life. You have a purpose, a destiny. Every single one of us do. And God has that for us to live to. And I want to encourage us today that God wants us to discover that purpose in our lives. He wants us to discover the call of God over our lives. And if you've already discovered that, that is awesome. Let's keep living to that over our lives. But He wants all of us to go on that journey of discovery. One thing I've found about leadership and ministry and just being a Christian and a disciple through my whole life, that I've found as I've kept going, God's revealed more as I've gone. He's revealed more as I've gone. I've suddenly realized that sometimes things that were dormant when I was a teenager are are coming back around now in my early 40s. I'm saying, God, wow, where would my life be if I stopped doing this? If I stopped leaning in and reaching in, pushing past the discomfort at times, just continuing to move forward and knowing the blessings of God, but to discover more. And God has more for our lives and more that He's mining in us to bring out of us. Amen? But it's all a part of the process of saying, I'm going to just keep putting one step in front of the other, keep walking together, and keep moving together to see God move through and in our lives. And so I encourage us today, out of Romans 12, 4-6, it says this, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individual members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. I love what Paul the Apostle is saying here in Romans. He speaks to us today. He says, we're gifted, let us use it. Let us use our gift for the kingdom of God. Let us use our gift to, to, to sow and, 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 and be kind to one another and gracious to one another and serve one another. Let's use our gift for others. See, gifts are made to be given, aren't they? But when we keep them dormant, we don't use them. They're not given to see the fruit that's on the other side of what God wants to do through us. And God wants us to find those gifts, use those gifts for the kingdom of God and for each other. One thing we're doing here even this week in our life groups is we're doing a spiritual gifts analysis. And uh, it's a 10-minute survey that we run. There's a whole bunch of questions in there. 
that help you find out what your spiritual gifts are. And, uh, and, and you can, you can have, you'll have a top three and another three just under that that are the things that you can be good at as well. But I want to let you know that this is a, a tool just to help people. It's just a resource just to help you. Maybe you don't know what your spiritual gifts are. We just want to help people to be able to tap into that in your life. So that's happening in live groups. But not only that, what we're going to do is we're going to email out to our database across the life of the church and just do an online one as well. So if you want to get a hold of it, you're online today. It'll be accessible and uh, you'll be able to get a hold of that. It's just for you, just so you know, hey, wow, I never knew that I had a, a gift of word of knowledge. I never knew I had a gift of healing. I never knew I had a gift of administration in my life. I didn't know that about my life. And maybe you've been functioning in that, but you just didn't even know it was a gift over your life. See, God wants to, us to discover, to open our eyes and see what He has for our lives and how He wants us to use those gifts in our lives. And yes, I say use them. As Paul the Apostle said, let us use them. One of the greatest things we do on the journey of discovering our giftedness around our lives is actually serve others in it. Use the gift. Use our abilities. But don't wait, don't wait to fit before you function. See, oftentimes people can wait for the perfect opportunity, perfect environment, and then, and then I'll do it. Then I maybe take a step. I might pray about it, you know. But I want to encourage you today. I don't know if it's ever going to be exactly perfect. I don't know if it's ever going to totally line up exactly the way we want it. All I encourage us to do is that God meets us at the point of faith. He meets us at the point of faith of making decisions in our lives to say, I'm going to step out and serve. I'm going to step out and do something. Maybe I'll join a team this year. Maybe, maybe I'll, 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 I'm going to serve in other areas of my life that's even bigger than that as well. I'm going to take a step in my life to serve others. Now, this is also a lifestyle as well. It's not just I serve on a team once a month. No, this is I'm choosing to be kind wherever I can. I'm choosing to be generous wherever I can. I'm choosing to be there for someone I work with when I, I'm around them when they need me to actually sow into their lives as well. I'm choosing to serve and take what Christ has given me as a gift and give it to someone else. Gifts are meant to be given. And see, there is a great grace that flows when we say, Lord, yes, I will do. Yes, I'll add value. Yes, I'll be generous. Yes, I will love someone else. Yes, I'll be forgiving in this moment. Yes, I will do what you're calling me to do so that God, somebody else, can take another step closer to you, Jesus. Love one another. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we're called to model this. And we serve one another on this journey together. Not only do we serve one another, but we're serving our community. We're serving our city around us as well. And I'm going to dive way deeper into this next Sunday when we talk about making a difference for the kingdom of God. But I want to encourage us today. Hey, don't wait to fit before we function. Take a step. I encourage us today. What does that look like for each and every one of us today? It probably will mean that we need to make adjustments in our schedule. It probably will mean that we need to move some things around in our lives. But I want to tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it when someone else's life is being impacted. You know, last week, someone from our dream team went out onto the main road, Calandra Road, and they hammered a sign into the ground. Who's seen the signs as you come to church? All right. Now, here's something amazing, is that there was a man driving 
that day that was going through a lot in his life and he saw the sign, he put his blinker on and just turned in and rocked up to church that day for the 10 a.m. service. He got saved that morning. God impacted his life that day. And I love the fact that it was all because someone went out at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning and hammered a sign in the ground. Come on, can we thank that person? Anyone that takes a step to serve, takes a step to help someone else. You know, I love seeing as someone this morning right now is cooking fries in a chip fryer, probably hot there and, you know, doing that. Why? So that we can have community after church. We can connect after church. Why? They're doing it for somebody else. And I'm not saying that that's their only ability and only gift. But I tell you, when we take a step to serve in some way, then God reveals more of our giftedness in our lives. He opens up new opportunities and new doors because that's the way that God works is He meets us at the point of faith. He meets us at the point of decision, saying, God, I will serve. I will help someone else on the journey of knowing you. Behind every task, there is a person behind the task. There's a story behind the task. And I want to encourage us today, whenever we serve, whenever we help someone else, that there is a place for you in our teams, in the life of our church, midweek, on Sundays, right throughout the life of the church. There's a place for you. Even if it's in our big events as well, where you can serve in that as well, there's a place where we can all be a part of helping someone else on their journey of knowing Jesus. You know, one of the greatest motivators in our lives, whether it comes to taking a step in deeper community and gospel-centered community, or taking a step to serve, the greatest motivator is this, it is the love of God. The love of God is our greatest motivator. Fear is not a good motivator. Obligation is not a good motivator. Duty is not a good motivator. It never lasts anyway. Pride and agenda are not good motivators. It's not a good motivator. But what is a great motivator for anything we do for God? It's His love. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 39 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, this has to be the centerpiece of our lives when we do anything for God, is that the love of God has gripped us. It's impacted our lives. I talked this morning already about the fact that it was God's love that sent Jesus to be that propitiation, to be that atonement for our sins, to suffer, to sacrifice, to have the nails put through his hands and feet, the crown of thorns on his head. He bled and died a brutal death at the cross physically, but he, he actually died in anguish spiritually for the lostness of our sin. See, some of us don't really realize. We think, oh, well, he bled and died at the cross. And we kind of just leave it at that. We don't understand that eternally Jesus was actually suffering spiritually because of the disconnection from God because of sin. He took it all for us, church. All for love. All for love. That's why He did it. That's why He took the, the, the pain, the cross. That's why He rose from the dead. It's because of love. The Bible says this in Colossians 3.14. It says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. What unites us is actually the love of God. That's what unites us. It's what brings us together. And I want to encourage us all today, whenever you are struggling with another person, 
you've first got to come back to the cross again. Whenever you're struggling to serve someone else or serve in any way, you've got to come back to the cross again. Whenever you're struggling in, in to forgive someone else and move through that journey, sometimes that can be very painful and not easy to do. We've always got to come first back to Jesus and back to the cross. Because it's at the cross where He took our debt. He took the punishment for our sin. You read on in this chapter of chapter 3 of Colossians, you'll see Jesus, he says, God has forgiven us, and therefore he helps us to forgive others. See, it's love. It's the greatest motivator. It's the greatest motivator. But to get back to that positioning of being clothed in his love, I've first got to remember the cross. I've first got to remember the price. And in, it's that, in that moment of the price, then I can be impacted in my heart and mind again. I can forget about the issue that I'm trying to face in this moment because I remember, God, you took it all. You took it all at the cross. So therefore, by your grace and mercy, I know you can help me to do what I need to do. I know you can help me to, God, take a step in community. I know you can help me to serve someone else in this moment. See, it's the cross that helps us to be generous. It's a cross that helps us to, to know His love. It's a cross that helps us in everything that we face in life. We remember what Christ has done because He motivates, motivates us to change out of His love. It's His love. It's His love. He loves you. He took it all for you. And see, I'm, I, I think that maybe there's some people here that you think, well, maybe you, you, you're one of those people that I said earlier that, I've said, Lord, I'll never do that again. I'll never put myself in that position again. If you ever said that in your life, I want to encourage you right now. Don't let that be the be-all and end-all of your life. Don't let your life and your heart and your whole existence be built around what you are against. But why not open your heart to start to live for what you are for? What you are for. And coming back to the cross helps us to remember what Jesus was for, and what we can live for as well. Out of His love, we can change, we can develop, we can engage, we can do community. If we were backed away from community, we can do it again. If we were backed away from serving someone else, we can do it again. Why? Because the motivation is God's love. It doesn't come internally from me, from inside of us. It's not, it's not like, okay, just meditate for 20 minutes and then you'll get it from in you. It doesn't exist in us. It's from the outside coming in, transforming me and changing me to love someone else. That's Christianity. That's how it works. It's not inside me. If I go deeper into me, I'm not going to find those answers. I need to go deeper into thee, into Christ. It's what changes us, develops us, and helps us to be a vessel of honor that God can move through. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you today. Lord, for each and every one of us here today. I firstly pray, God, for us today that we would, we would have a revelation of your love, a revelation of the cross. Maybe there's some of us today that, God, we've just let it get a little numb. We've, we've kind of, we know it's there. We know it was done. We're thankful for it. But, God, I pray that the revelation and the depth of the meaning will get inside our heart again. It'll get us again. It'll get our heart again. And Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the price. I thank you for your resurrection. 
I thank you that you did it all so that we could be reconciled back into our relationship with you again. But also, through the cross, we can be reconciled back into our relationship with each other. And Jesus, I thank you today that God help us as your people, Lord God, to, to take a step into community, whatever that step may be. Lord God, that we can love one another. We can bear with one another. We can serve one another. We can forgive one another. But God, it all comes through your love first. And I pray that you impact us by your love today. And Lord, through that love, help us to know what is our next step. What is our next step today? I thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Just in this moment right now, as eyes are closed across this auditorium, and online in this moment, just stay with me in this moment. I want to ask if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus. You've never said yes to Jesus in your life or prayed a prayer to accept him into your life. But I want to tell you today that Jesus loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He loves you. Jesus went to the cross for you, for all of humanity, because he loves you. And I know that life is so much better when it's done with God than without him. And maybe you're here today, you've come with a friend or family or you saw us online and you just, you're just here today and it's not by chance. It's not by chance. God is trying to get your attention today. He wants you to know that he's real. He wants you to know that he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you today. And so if that's you today and you want to know Jesus for yourself, just lift your hand. Just raise your hand today if you want to say yes to Jesus today. And you want to make a commitment to Him today. Lift up your hand if that's you. Maybe there's someone here and you need to make a recommitment to Jesus. You've walked with Jesus in the past, but you know you've fallen away from God. And you know today is that moment you need to come back to Him again. So if that's you, I want you to lift your hand as well and say yes to Jesus. Just raise your hand high if that's you. Say yes to Him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll ask one more time. If that's you, just lift your hand. Lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. Well, just in this moment right now, and for our people online, I'm going to pray this prayer. And I, I want you to pray it with me today. So we'll all repeat this, this prayer after me. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I accept you today as my Savior and my Lord from this day forward. I'm born again into your kingdom and your family, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.